Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge. It is your favorite day of the week. Yeah, Aaron actually, and I are actually no. recording on our favorite day of the week again. No, uh, we are no, no, no. We have already we've been through this for years now. It is you're your just wrong, dude. It's okay. Like it's a Saturday it, is better no. than Friday. No, it's not. It's really not. It's it it's really really not. You can be wrong. It's okay. <clears throat> All right. I need to know. I I need to know from people what their favorite day of the week is. Um. But all right. So. Uh, on my favorite day of the week. I mean, Friday is a quality day. Also, like on days that on days that we do shows, it is the it best day be that we favorite, do a show. Yeah, yeah, it should yeah. Be your favorite day of the week. Yeah, that's fair. And that's also, fair. some people are probably listening to this on Saturdays too, while they okay. try to avoid doing family stuff, or like I listen to podcasts while I do yard work. And you could also just not make the choice to live a different life and not, I mean, I have family, my brother and my sister, mom, my stepdad, you know, whatever I have family, but you could mm -hmm. also just make the conscious choice as I have to not have that sort of family. Yeah. And then you don't have to do any of that shit. I mean, there's, there would be stuff you still feel like you have to avoid. No? Nope. Man. <laughs> nope. I mean, when mom and pops are in town, I do stuff with them and I go see my brother sometimes and my niece and nephew. But the best part about it is when I'm sick of it, I go, I leave <laughs> and you guys have the responsibility. I didn't choose this. You chose this. <laughs> wait, wait, you know, what's funny. Wait, hold on. Speaking of, I didn't choose this. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you follow me on Instagram? I'm never on Instagram. Okay. Ever, 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 ever. Okay. So same question. Do you follow me on Instagram? I I'm not trying to get so? like followers. I don't care. The only no, I'm, I I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I'm okay, never so on the there. The reason I'm the only reason I'm asking that is because yesterday, uh, I was going to uh, I went to CVS yesterday to get a couple things. And by the way, shout out to Did you see? I don't know if you saw, but Shams did a thing with uh, with Austin. Yeah. Uh, and Austin said that his first rookie duty was uh, going to CVS for uh, for for Russ, but. Um, so I was walking to CVS yesterday to like, just, you know, whatever, pick up some stuff. And I posted this on my Instagram story, which is strangely or maybe appropriately the single most engagement I've ever gotten on anything on Instagram, because mm. randomly right outside of the CVS on the ground, like tucked in a little corner was four boxes of plan B. So, okay. Uh, 
Yeah, no, stacked up, like stacked up against each other. So, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I've had some nights. <laughs> I've had some <laughs> I've had some times in my life, but I could not conceptualize what sort of evening did you have that requires you to buy four plan B pills? <laughs> <laughs> so, at that point is it like plan B, C, D, and E? <laughs> like... <laughs> that's I did get I did get that. Some people said that. Yes. Yeah. Um and I really had no idea like and somebody <clears throat> excuse me. A couple people actually sent to me. It is Coachella this weekend, so maybe they're just oh. maybe they're just preparing, <laughs> loading up. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, there okay, was an episode which made sense. But my there point was an is- episode of Dave that that like talked about like the the introduction of the season of Dave was that scene. So yeah, there's that. Uh huh. Do you watch but, Dave? Wait. You don't watch Dave? No. Is that is that white people stuff? No, not really. Well, it's Wait, a white oh, is rapper. That the one with, uh, is that the one, is that Little Dicky? That's his show? Yeah, and, and Gata is on it. This last episode I do like was... Little Dicky. I do, I do, I do like. He's, uh, he's actually he's come to some games. He's a big uh, 76ers fan, so uh, yeah, makes he's sense. come to some games. And there's the occasional song of his that I find. He's I've actually never really li- talented that I find. I've never listened humorous. to a song of his, ever. I've, but I watch his show. It's funny. Uh, so my point is that that reminded me when I saw, you know, the four... It reminded me of yesterday. Some of us have chosen a different life yeah. and do not have those obligations that would require Saturday to not be your favorite day because you have to do family stuff. Well, actually, that's a perfect kind of preview of today's conversation. Um, what we are going to do is uh, in this first part, we're going to focus on the Lakers as best we can. You know, Aaron and I wander. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to focus on the Lakers preview, the Memphis, uh, series. I have thoughts on this coups, Dinwiddie and apparently Rick Fox thing. Um, Rick did catch a stray. Yeah, but he fucking ended it. Oh, like I haven't he, seen what he said. No, this he actually good. caught the stray and threw it back at Dinwiddie, oh, like, like matrix uh, style. It was pretty great. Or like, uh, the prestige, the movie, the prestige. I love that. Yeah. 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 Catch the bullet. Um, yeah. So we are going to talk. Um, we are going to talk a little bit, um, obviously, or a lot of bit uh, about the weekend and and the week or so that follows this series. Um, and then in the second part of this, we are going to send it over to Substack uh, for a Substack exclusive, where um, Aaron, you and I talk about you and your life. I find you interesting. Um, you need to, you, you have some priorities you need to, we're going to, if you find, well, we're doing it second, so it's okay, not fair. that like, right. my, <laughs> okay, that's fair. Fair. Yeah, fair. but, uh, but yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk about you and, and I think it'll, it'll kind of allow me to talk a little bit about me. So if you guys are interested in, in kind of Aaron and my relationship and Aaron and I as people beyond this stuff, uh, go ahead and subscribe and you'll get that episode on Wait, by the way, Anthony Irwin even if you aren't interested in us as people, go subscribe anyway. I would appreciate that. That would yeah, be cool. There you go. Um, so, all right. So let's go ahead and dive into the series. I had okay. uh, Keith Parrish of Fast Break Breakfast and Grits and Grinds on the show yesterday. Uh, got kind of how Memphis fans are looking at this, how he is looking at it, and how maybe the Memphis Grizzlies kind of feel about this. Some of the... Uh, kind of tidbits that he's going to be paying extra close attention to uh, as as an indication of which way the, the series is kind of heading. Um, one of which, and I, I actually think this might be the single most important statistic, I think, in the series uh, that he mentioned 
was Jaron Jackson's minutes, Jaron Jackson Jr.'s minutes. Yeah, because that's tied, to, that's tied to his fouls. Fouls and all, yeah, all of it. So, uh, you know, in the regular season, he played 29 minutes a game. Um, still is going to probably be the defensive player of the year, despite not playing very many games I, and not very know. playing very much in it. I, actually, I don't know. Did you see? I maybe. The, I don't know. Did you see? I, well, I saw something on Twitter. It's a morning. split vote for sure. Like, there's a lot of people who feel a lot of ways. I saw something on Twitter, and it was. I think it was trying to make fun of Doris Burke, who, by the way, is the best and one of my yeah. favorites. And I saw her. Yeah, don't uh, do. Don't make fun of her. No, I saw her at the game. I, I don't. Was it? Maybe it was a playing game. Yeah, I saw her at the playing game, and she is the best and one of my favorites. So this thing on Twitter, I think, was trying to dunk on her because. Um, and then it was a screenshot of who people had voted for for Defensive Player of the Year, and she voted for Embiid. So I think it was like the point was dunking on her, I think. Whatever. But what I took from it was Evan Mobley had a lot more votes than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there was maybe 20 or 25 people um, on that list, which is not the, the full vote. But yeah, there was a lot more Evan Mobley than I anticipated. And I think more, there was like, two or three Draymond Green, one for Embiid. I think the rest were uh, either Mobley or Triple J, but it was more Evan Mobley than I anticipated. So I'm not sure. I thought he yeah. was going to win two until I saw that this morning. And maybe it's it's not necessarily a representative sample, but from from that graphic that I saw this morning, it looks like Evan Mobley might win. Yeah, I've been. There's been a lot of momentum behind that. Um, it's kind of weird. Like, I kind of get it because of the amounts of time that AD missed this year. But AD just like not ever being mentioned for like any of any of like all NBA teams or no, no. or the kind he of should be all he NBA plays. third team. Center. Yeah, he should be the center yeah. all NBA third team center. Period. But we just we just don't hear about it. I don't like, think we he's don't... going to be. I think it's going to be Sabonis. Yeah, but for some be. reason there's been a bad. Well, not for some reason. I I don't think people liked how he handled his departure from New Sorry, Orleans. Sorry, there, there was eventual... also a lot of Brook Lopez in there. Sorry, a rival in there. Yeah. There See, the problem with the Brook Lopez thing is like he has Giannis next to him, like, and he has Drew Holiday in front of him. So how great a defender do you actually have to be if you're in that circumstance? Right. I, I mean, I don't know how great for me, like be, Anthony but... Davis holding up a defense that at one point had Russell Westbrook, who like never really cared much and then held up a post deadline team that didn't have LeBron James for much of it to be the best de- uh, defensive team after the deadline or after the all-star break or whatever it was like that was all AD. And we just don't talk about that. Like it just doesn't get really talked about. It's, it's, I don't know. That's uh, I, and, and, the part, to the, me, there to me, AD is one of the three best defensive players in the NBA. I think there are three guys that are clearly the three best. Yeah, um, and it's AD, Draymond, and Giannis. Yeah, I think those are the three best guys, but they may not have had the best seasons. Right? Yeah, um, Brooke Lopez is fantastic. Alex Caruso is fantastic, but the difference uh-huh. between and like Gobert, or like those guys, right? The difference though is. AC is not as versatile. Lopez and Gobert are not as versatile. The three guys I mentioned, they're all big guys, but they can survive against small guys too. So I think the versatility is the part that that really matters and we're far afield as we tend to do. But AD is not going to win it. Um, But in my opinion, he's one of the three best defensive players in the league. He's one of the best defensive players I've ever seen. 
like flat I think out. That's fair too. Yeah, no, I think that's fair <laughs> flat too. Flat out. Like no qualifications, just one of the best I've ever seen. Um, all right. So the uh oh Jaron Jackson minutes. Yeah, <laughs> See, this is the J, thing. Yeah. We just this is what we, we do, just kind of yeah. wander around. Um uh, like you mentioned, he has dealt with foul issues this year. Memphis just didn't play him very much. Like Keith was saying last night, that some of it was just kind of by choice that they kept him off the court, coming off of offseason injury. He didn't um, start the and season trying, and then got hurt again. Yeah, yeah, and, and then uh, and then yeah, like he's just dealt with a bunch of stuff that that impacts his availability. Uh, Memphis is already missing Stephen Adams, and they're already missing Brandon Clark. So if he isn't available. It is real thin. It is like Xavier Tillman, and that's it. Uh, I like Xavier Tillman, and that's it. It's Xavier <laughs> Tillman, and that's it. Yeah, right. Um, so, Xavier Tillman. Like, I think, I think if if is it Xavier? No, it's Xavier. But be, okay. because of Xavier Henry, Henry, yeah. I'll always fame. believe if he didn't have hamstrings made out of paper mache, I think he had a pretty good career. You're or saying this as I'm career. rubbing my leg right now because dude, my, my legs are so quit. sore. I've had I've had so much yard work to do because a because you made yard company that will life. go nameless stole money from from oh. from me for what they didn't do. But anyway, we don't love that. <clears throat> um, so yeah, the 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 minutes though that uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. plays, I think if there isn't another stat that you could isolate and allow that to dictate how the season plays out better than that one. Yeah, I agree. I think that is, and for, from Memphis's perspective, it is like Jaron Jackson Jr. He just fouls too much, but if he's fouling too much on defense, that's okay. Whatever. The problem, yeah. the problem is he picks up dumb fouls in all kinds like of other ways. Yeah. But even worse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You think he's worse? worse? Yeah, he is worse because Cat's not even Cat isn't really even trying to guard. That's why, like, I mean, he maybe he's not. No, <laughs> yeah, he's, it is funny. Like, Cat Cat isn't very good defensively, and yet is still somehow in foul trouble. That's I don't think that. I, no, I disagree. Jared Jackson Jr. has to be worse or has to be a little better because he's trying on defense, and sometimes fouls happen when you try on defense. The problem but Kat, with Triple so J much is, of Cat's fouls are so stupid. The, the the problem with Triple J though is he'll pick up like invariably like yeah. over the back one calls. or two of his fouls are bad screens on offense or loose yeah. ball fouls where he doesn't have a chance at the ball just like so if he can minimize those and just get whatever fouls he's going to get guarding ad and i think this is a big series for uh lebron trying to get to the bucket um and trying to pick up an austin um getting in the paint and trying to pick up fouls on him um, but I think it's going to be very important just from on Sunday more, well, Sunday afternoon at noon, just AD immediately offensively going after him and trying to pick up like the legitimate fouls because he's going to get the cheap ones at some point. Um, yeah. so I, I think that I agree. That is the, like the number one thing to look at from the Lakers perspective. How are the Lakers going to guard, um, jaw jaw? Who's going to guard Jaw? How they're going to guard Jaw, etc. Because, I mean, Jaw is—he—he's not a shooter. But for some reason, and it is not clear to me why, the Lakers decided to play to go uh, over screens on him yeah. and, and and drop, and he just destroyed the Lakers with with the float game and the key. I think he made eight straight at one point. He had—I don't remember what it was—twenty something. 
I think 28, maybe in, in the third, I think it was because mm-hmm. he was just getting to wherever he wants because he's going to get wherever he wants because he's that kind of athlete. But if you make it easy for him and just give him the floater over and over. So I think this is not a series that you want to go over screens. I think you have to go under the screens on Jaws. So I'm interested to see if Darwin and the crew make that adjustment. And then the other thing I think is really important, and this is also a, a a defensive thing for the Lakers, is what are you going to do? Well, no, it's 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 actually it's an offensive thing for the Lakers based on the Lakers defense. I know that sounds like kind of counterintuitive, but yeah. when Luke Kennard is out there, how many minutes can you allow or will the Lakers allow Luke Kennard to be out on the floor? Yeah. He is a five alarm fire as a three point shooter. With, but also and, as a defender. <laughs> if he, yeah, exactly. If he and Bain are out there together, right, that's what Memphis needs to give the space for Ja, who can't shoot, to operate and have yeah. room in the paint. So LeBron is maybe not the first, but probably the best at being predatory on offense in, in playoff series. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, think I thought you is, were going to say put LeBron on Kennard. I'm like, that sounds awesome. Awful. No, I, I do not want. I do not want to put. I do not want to put LeBron on a. On a he shoot, just. No. No, given what he was that. doing with Torian Prince the other night, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. Um, but so I think my guess is that to hide to try to hide uh, Luke, they will. Memphis will have him guard Vando, which you yeah, know, he's too small for, not athletic enough. But if Vando's going to stand in the corner in space, as he's been doing a lot. Um, I think that's where they will try to hide him. And if the Lakers want to prey on him and bring bring uh, Vando up to screen for LeBron with Kennard guarding LeBron uh, with Kennard guarding Vando, my guess is they'll just say fuck it and blitz LeBron with whoever yeah. is guarding LeBron and Kennard and say Vando, go ahead. Like, yeah, you want to play four and Vaughn, three? Yeah, you want to play four and three? Go ahead. Like, we'll live yeah. with that. So, I think those are going to be like, how much can Luke Kennard play? based can he get played off the floor so that you know he can only play 10 minutes or 12 minutes or something so that that deadly shooting is less of a factor i think it's that um and and how much triple j triple j's foul trouble and how the lakers choose to guard jaw and my suggestion spoiler alert go under every screen Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah. Well, so I want to talk about Jaw. Um, you mentioned Vando spending some time on him, I believe. I think the way that you kind of you have to guard Jaw looks a lot like how the Lakers were guarding Rondo back when he was good on the Celtics, right? Where um, the Lakers essentially saved Kobe's legs in that series 
by having him guard Rondo and by essentially not guarding Rondo. <laughs> and and um, I don't think you can go quite that far with Jaw because he's so explosive and he is so good at closing that space. But <clears throat> that said, like I think Vando is your primary defender on him. I don't think I, I think in some spots you maybe try out uh, Dennis Schroeder, but I, I kind of have a, a a wacky idea Let's hear for it. this one. Kind of want to see LeBron on him. They don't have anybody like who is physical that like I I I need to see LeBron defend on the wing or anything like that. Um, LeBron can kind of just stay at that free throw line area. And just make sure that, like, wherever Jaw is, don't get beat backdoor, which he's probably going to on occasion. Uh, but don't get beat backdoor. Um, make sure you kind of you, you you put a body on him on on rebounds and stuff like that too. Um, and as the ball is rotating, position yourself so that you know it's not a straight line drive to the basket. I I, I like the idea of having LeBron basically, you know, ghost. Uh, jaw to a certain extent play uh what, what's what's a spy play spy like you do with running quarterbacks where uh they kind of stand there in the middle of the defense and they just kind of shadow where the the quarterback might be looking to run to and all that stuff and yeah you give something up out there uh by way because you have a linebacker directly shadowing the quarterback but it also makes it harder that much harder for that quarterback to to break loose on at least in theory with some guys, it doesn't matter, right? With Michael Vick, it didn't matter if you had two spies, three spies, it didn't matter if he found the hole, he was just gone. Um, and I think jaw is, is that kind of athlete in, in a basketball sense where yeah. there are going to be some, there are going to be some occasions where even if you have LeBron paying attention and giving him space, he's going to close that space, maybe get around LeBron and still get to the basket. But I think it, it preserves some of LeBron's legs, at least in, in some theory here. Um, and, and you know, in minutes that aren't with Vando, if, say, Vando deals with foul trouble, or if he just gets played off the court, this allows you to play Rui out there. Um, I, 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 I've been kind of having, I've, I've had this kind of bouncing around in my head, and I can't stop thinking about it. I disagree. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. So who, um, who does LeBron guard then? Because everybody else, like yeah, if, if it's you, yeah, if it's you know Brooks, who, yeah, you know, that's who he guards. For two if it's Brooks, though, I can reasons. totally see Brooks getting like at least in game one, he's going to hit like five threes. That's how I see okay. this going. Yeah. Okay. That's what okay. you want. That's what you want. I mean, you don't okay. want him hitting five threes, but I want. I uh, this is going to sound bad, but I li- I literally and legitimately want Dylan Brooks to make his first three. And LeBron yeah. has had a bad habit of hanging off of guys. Some of it's laziness. Some of it's, it's not laziness. Some of it is him modulating the effort. Cause he just like, yeah. Cause he's older. Intentional right? laziness. Yeah. It's fine. Like it. Yeah. Right. So for, so for two reasons, one, because I'm not, I don't want him to make, I do want him to make the first one. I don't want him to make five, but I do want Dylan Brooks to make the first one because that's going to lead to, in the in the long term, uh, in the full sample size, I think that's going to lead to two games, maybe at least, that Dylan Brooks is just going to lose for Memphis because he goes six for twenty four. So if Dylan Brooks makes it, go ahead. He maybe has the worst shot selection in the league, like 
I know Jordan Poole is kind of right there too, but Dylan Brooks has terrible shot selection and has a penchant for shooting Memphis out of games. And that's, so that's part of it. The other part of it is I think LeBron hates in a basketball sense. No, but none of these guys like yeah. actually hate her, but like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Feels a feels a competitiveness like with, and even more so than it's just the playoffs. I think the fact that he may be matched up against Dylan Brooks could be a thing that gets LeBron going. And um, I think that could be very useful. So I would put him on Dylan Brooks for those two reasons, because it plays into it. It, it weaponizes LeBron's bad habits and takes advantage of, or encourages Dylan Brooks bad habits. So I think I would, I would go with, I would go there. I, I don't. Th- I, I don't think you're wrong that LeBron is going to have some time on on Jaw, but this the idea of yeah, was it the 2011 playoffs, 2012 playoffs where um, Chicago was was giving Miami some problems, and LeBron just said, "Okay, enough of this. I'm guarding Derrick Rose," and just turned his water off. Yeah, I don't think that LeBron exists anymore. Oh no, no, no. that's not that's not a- how I envision this going though. But the other the other problem with with the job matchup is that is going to put that may it could wear LeBron out um, or whoever's guarding him, because that means you're going to be in all the actions and you're going to be having to navigate screens a bunch and all that. So I I would I would I he will guard him. LeBron is going to guard Jaw some. But for me, it would be Dylan Brooks. Yeah, I I'm I don't look at it as like. LeBron being the primary defender here in any way, right? Because that that will not go well. Vando has to be the primary defender, and he has to be somewhat successful as a primary uh, defender. Um, otherwise, you're you're running into some issues. But I do think, like in in minutes where Vando is down, and like I think Schroeder is going to get the nod with second units. Obviously, that that uh, his playing time overlaps with Jaw. I know that Darwin really likes uh, Schroeder to do that. Um, but I think as like a third option, and especially if, say, Memphis is paying so little attention to Vando that the Lakers' offense is struggling, that's where I think uh, he, LeBron, makes some sense in that spot. Uh, and, and you know, look, Jaw's so good that it... <laughs> You're just kind of it's it's yeah, it's, it's a give and take matter. no matter what you do yeah, you know it doesn't matter yeah um I do think the Lakers have to find a way to get Rui in in this game uh in these matchups uh because he's been so important to what they've done <coughs> God, on both sides of the ball um and and I think uh you know just in general I think he should be kind of like a like we talked before the playoffs even started, before the plan even started, about you know what the rotation should like look like and who should be a part of it. And I kind of saw Rui as more matchup dependent, but I really think like he should be ahead in the rotation of Beasley, ahead in the rotation of Troy Brown Jr. He should he should be there like seventh guy, maybe eighth guy. Uh, he's he's been. He's been that good to me, and I think the playoffs in particular really highlight what he brings to the table. Yeah, I mean, yes, because um, those guys that can go get a tough two are 
because defenses, you know, are cracked down and defense is better. And a lot of your system stuff isn't going to work as well in the playoffs because teams scout more and, and the defenses are better. And, and Memphis was, is among the best defensive teams in the league um, mm-hmm. because of Brooks and because of triple J. So yes, I think Rui should play a lot in this series. Although one of the, one of the reasons he's so has been, valuable for the Lakers is he's kind of like that big body that they don't have otherwise good athleticism, big body and can go up against some of the bigger teams in the league. And at this point uh, that is not the case for Memphis. So if Memphis had, you know, Brandon Clark and, and Steven Adams, I would say more, and this is true of Mo obviously also, but I would say Rui would need to play more just to go up against that. But like, after Tillman and after the start, you know, Tillman and, and Triple J, there's not much there. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, Rui is, is coming off. I mean, look, Rui. But isn't that, good. isn't that kind of like the distinction between playing into the matchup and forcing a team to try to match up with you? Like minutes that like with Rui yeah, out there, yeah. if he's yeah. having success and you force Tillman to be out there instead of Kennard, that's a huge win for the Lakers. Maybe. I mean, because maybe. yeah, maybe. Yes, you do. Yes, I agree with that conceptually of forcing the other team to adjust to what you do. But I don't want to do that with my eighth guy. I want to do that with my best guys. Um, mm-hmm. So this was like, this was always the thing about, well, for the Rockets, for the Warriors, I mean, especially the Warriors, right? Like, pe- teams would try to play small against the Warriors because they were afraid of getting run off the floor with their big guys. The problem with that is the Warriors five small guys are their best five guys and their small guys are better than your small guys and their small guys are better have done this more than your small guys have. So when it's your best guys, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rui's not, I don't, I don't think Rui is good enough to have Rui be the piece you want to put out there to make somebody adjust to um, in pockets. Sure. But I mean, I that is look. If Stephen Adams was in this series, if the, if the Grizzlies were fully healthy, I don't know. I think the Lakers are going to win this series. Um, but I, I was I was I would be worried about it much more than I am if Stephen Adams was available because I think that size and offensive rebounding could hurt the Lakers. I'm I look Jaw's really good, so there's something to be worried about. Triple J is really good, so there's something to be worried about. But I think the Lakers can kind of just play this series more straight up because they don't have uh, Phoenix. I was going to say Phoenix. Memphis doesn't have that size available to to punish the Lakers. So um, I think the Lakers have advantages without having to go so far down the line to say, all right, let's try this and, and see if this works and see if this is something that Memphis has to adjust to. I think the Lakers can really just play straight up and say, like at this point and just talent on talent, I, the Lakers are probably just better than the Grizzlies as currently constructed. So I don't, I, I think, I think that the Lakers can play this more straight up. And I think the tweaks are more, are less lineup based and more like coverage based and scheme based. Like let's not go over screens with jaw and let him get to his floater. <laughs> that's going to go in every single time. Like that yeah. kind of stuff. Rui should definitely play. Um, but I'm not. I'm not worried about playing Rui to make Memphis adjust 
to the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think over the course of a series that happens naturally, and I think that's where um, I, 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 again, I think at some point it would behoove the Lakers to because if Rui works, there just might not be an answer. Like, the, like if 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 Rui works and uh, Memphis has to try to go big to match up with him because, you know, say he's just torching Canard or even Bain in isolation in the mid post and stuff like that. Time? What's that? You want Santi Aldama time? Yes, very much. Watch, he's gonna fucking do something dumb, crazy. But like, but yeah, I I I, I do kind of think that. Uh, you know, Rui is one of those X factors that if he works, there just might not be much counter that they can do uh, to stem that. And also, like, I'm sorry, I'm a little nervous of of Troy Brown and Malik Beasley in this spot. You know, I watched how that last. I'm shit. I'm a little nervous with Reeves and and D'Lo. I saw their eyes get pretty big on on the stage that was the other night. To be um, fair, to be fair to those guys, everybody was bad on. Like yeah, Tuesday. Everybody. Those guys were especially bad, though. It was not. It was not their. It was not their finest effort. That is like that like is fair. Beasley Beasley only got up two threes, and that's his whole job. And he didn't play. He not. He doesn't normally play much defense. Troy Brown Jr. Man, like there were multiple times that I'm sure we could have heard from the bench from. Uh, from guys on 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 the Timberwolves bench, he with us because that was <laughs> that was brutal. And and Reeves, like there were a bunch of times. I don't know how much of it had to do with the giant bruise that he had on his arm for some reason in that game, or what. But he was passing up shots, and you know that's the one thing that I get real nervous about when when I see it out there is that that hesitancy is that that the you know the fraction of a second that you hesitate, say in a regular season you still have kind of an opportunity to make up for it because the windows are bigger in, in one of 82, but in one of seven, or in that case, one of one, those, those one of one and a half. Yeah. Right. Uh, that, that those, those moments are, <coughs> are really shrunk down and, and yeah, that, that, that really kind of concerned me there. So uh, now look, if they go out there and they play well again, then I would happily say, all right, cool. I think concern uh, quelmed. I think that, this whatever it is five day break or whatever it is um i think that the two guys i think that will matter most for are austin and lebron because both of those guys lebron looked gassed and austin looked like he was playing not too much but to a level especially high level basketball with all these stakes he looked austin lebron looked looked like a second year player out there lebron looked gassed in the game like Mm -hmm. that game lebron just looked gassed Austin looks or looked worn down. And yeah. so I think, I think the, the time off for those two guys will help them. So I'm not worried. I think like Beasley, I think that's fair. D'Lo was just awful. Um, yeah. Austin was bad, but I'm not worried about the moment being too big for Austin. I think he was just like, what, what is it? Uh, what is it? What are they? What is the, the fatigue? I think it's fatigue. Fatigue makes cowards of us all. Right. Like, yeah. So, and that leads to, like a bunch of like mistakes, you know, when you're tired, that leads to a bunch of mental mistakes. So I think that I, I don't, I do not think the moment will be too big for Austin uh, in the playoffs. I think he's just has been worn down. And I think the five days, is that one? I think it is five days. The five days will be big for him as it will be for LeBron. Yep. All right. Let's do uh let's do prediction time here. 
Um, I'm going to let people in on a little secret. Okay. I You're picking Memphis. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I bet, because I know people, people got real upset with me that I dared bet on the Clippers against the Lakers and won money to feed my daughter. But um, <laughs> first of all, it's not like you were going to buy diapers and formula. You went to fucking Krispy Kreme. <laughs> well, it was Grand Donuts for one thing. Okay, fine. Um, but secondly, uh, it was delightful, and and she donuts are special. Uh, you know, ask ask Avery which she prefers, donuts or, or diapers, and I think she prefers donuts. So, um, but yeah, I I. I'm going here to my bets on this uh, website that I may or may not use. This website that hosts your bets, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, at, let's see, what is it? So I have in the Lakers' best of seven series against the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes, the one upcoming, yeah. I have the Lakers winning in five at plus 775. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I like so it. That's, that's the bet I made. Because I think if they win, it's going to be a short series. Because the longer this goes on, the more that travel wears down on, on legs. Yep. Um, it gives the Lakers an opportunity to drop the one stupid game in Memphis that Salty Aldama goes out and hits five three-pointers in. Um, and, and, uh, and yeah, I, I do think, like you said, I think the Lakers are just better than this iteration of, of Memphis, even if Memphis still has stuff that makes me nervous. I don't necessarily know how focused Joss still is. Just the other day, we saw that he's filing a countersuit um, that, that you know, is certainly yeah. a choice. Uh-huh. And, and uh, you know, look, Desmond Bain, I think Desmond Bain probably f- scares me a little more than just about any other player there because he can get hot and stay hot for the entirety of a series. Um, but I still think, though, like the Lakers are pretty well built to get Jaron Jackson Jr. in foul trouble. And if and when he goes into foul trouble, which is going to happen, I think, more often than not, I think the Lakers really take advantage of those minutes. And and yeah, I think they I think they can win this series. So where where are you stand on this one? Lakers in six. Um Lakers in five. Cool. But uh, actually, you know what? I want Lakers in six. I mean, give give me one extra game. What the, in the hell? Patio. Give me one <laughs> extra game in the pad. You know, well, actually, you have enough money on it. So I, you know, I always root for people's money. And the, the sooner the better for the Lakers, because I do think that the longer the series goes on, I think that, you know, the, the fact that LeBron is 38 or however old he is in his 20th year and like, 
you know, uh, there's, there's always things, bumps and bruises and, and stuff concerns with AD. So I do think that the longer the series goes, it favors the, the Grizz more, especially if the Grizz try to get out and run. Um, yeah. Which they, you know, they, Tyus is, doesn't run like he should. Ja obviously runs all the time, but their pace has gone down. The Lakers started the year, you know, with huge uh, pay. They were number one in the league for a while. Now, you know, since since all the trades and stuff, I, I think they're, they're kind of middle of the pack ish. Um, it's that's bold though. Be, like five requires winning at least two and possibly three games in Memphis if you split the if you split three mm-hmm. and four at home. That's that's bold. Um, I like it and I'm rooting for it. Um, it's more I saw value there. Like I, yeah, I just yeah, think right. I I you know what was uh, a, maybe it, maybe it's changed now. But what was this Lakers sweep? If you got what'd you get plus Plus seven something? Plus seven seventy five. I think it was like like twelve hundred. Yeah. Okay. If they swept. Uh my 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 actual pick is is Lakers and Lakers and six. Yeah. I get it. I think that's the safer pick. I just didn't see like I think it dropped all the way, at least at the time that I was betting it, it dropped down to like barely double money, which at that point just bet on the series, you know? Um and so I just saw, like, I bet on the series and I bet on 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 this one. So we'll see how it goes. I don't think I will say this: if I don't think the Lakers are going to win a game seven in in Memphis. So don't I think they'll be exhausted by then? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, Lakers. All right. I do want to spend a little bit of time here at the end of this episode mm-hmm. uh, on Coos, Dinwiddie, and Rick Fox. Like, if I, you know, parlays are a big part of betting. I don't think that's a parlay I would have put together <laughs> um, on on on, <laughs> on a random week before the playoffs get started. Um, to the best of my knowledge, it appears that Dinwiddie took like a random swipe at Coos. Coos responded and responded Coos big. Took, Coos took the first swipe. What was the first swipe? Oh no, you're right. You're right. They he said they don't even, they don't play winning basketball. Yeah. All right. Um. So that was the first swipe. Dinwiddie, like months after the fact, it seems like, had something to say about it. A month after the fact, had something to say about it. Coos had something to say about what Dinwiddie had something to say about it. Indeed. And then randomly, like, as Dinwiddie, uh, you know, sees Coos's tweets, which I, yeah, to Coos me, my with f- the thread, not <laughs> Coos went with the thread, like point by point. Yeah. Well, man, that was I think it got that to was six. I think. Yeah, the best. So, which was your favorite between Din Shitty Island or the Bitcoin joke? Because the Bitcoin joke was yeah, pretty phenomenal. Pretty good. Yeah, Bitcoin joke's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Dinwiddie then responds with that and and says Coos is essentially Rick Fox, which Dinwiddie's from L.A. Like mm-hmm. that's city royalty that you're just like sideswiping yeah. there. Here's the other. I mean, I I see Rick around and at events and stuff. Rick's living a pretty good life, even in <laughs> retirement. He's doing all right. So I mean, Rick is a model. Like Rick has always looked right. like a model. Um, so uh, yeah, I in, I honestly don't even have anything to say other than to just kind of laugh at the no, randomness. I just enjoy it. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I just think it's funny, and I think it's good for the league. Um, mm-hmm. The more of these rivalries you get, like you know. Dylan Brooks versus literally two thirds yeah. of the NBA, right? Like Dylan Brooks versus the mirror. When it, when it, when it like bleeds over into 
physical stuff it's not so great um yeah. although i still find it entertaining but for the league it's not so great but when there's these little like personal rivalries with people sniping at each other uh verbally i think it's good for the league and i find it entertaining i'm also to quote my guy cedric the entertainer i am a cheerleader for foolishness so yep. i enjoy this kind of thing but like it, I mean, really, it's kind of ridiculous from both of them. And look, of all of my time, it's all ridiculous. And all of my time, are, you know, around and with the Lakers and all that kind of thing, um, I would say of all the guys, Kuz is probably personally who I'm closest with, mm -hmm. which is not to say like we're all that close, but like yeah. he's probably who I'm closest with. So like I'm always team Kuz, right? Because like yeah. I know him and that's my guy. But like, I don't know, like, yeah, Kuz, Kuz has a chip, but, like, some of the points Dinwiddie are making are kind of fair. Not about the, like, off-court stuff and priorities and all that. Yeah. I don't care. But, like, why is Washington so not so good and wanting to commit all this money to well, those three guys to run this back I, like well, that's because ted leonsis isn't is a terrible owner but fine, but like fine, fine but that's a fair point for dinwiddie to make right and dinwiddie for whatever the reasons are dinwiddie is in the playoffs this year and was last yeah. year so which has a lot to do i would say with the kevin 40 durant. some odd games that <laughs> kevin durant it won when kd was kevin, there but kevin durant um so here's my all right if we if i if i want to give like one semi-serious note here um I do think there's like there's real value in the NBA, especially now, right? With how teams are built, with how what is expected of role players. I think there's real value in understanding who you are within the mm -hmm. confines of the league. Mm -hmm. And I think like Kuz basically saying, I had to be really good at what I did to help the Lakers win a championship. That to me is a really mature outlook on where Koo stands in the league, you know? Now, that said, there was plenty out there of Koo's wanting to see if his game could expand, mm -hmm. um, which is natural for, for any player who, you know, grows up in the, in, in the situation that he grew up in. There wasn't any room for him to expand in, in, in uh, the Lakers organization, especially at his position, right? At that time, well, AD wanted to was, play for... There was until there wasn't. Yeah, but but like, you know, when he when he finally was traded, right? LeBron best at the 4 and AD wanted to play the 4. So, and Kuz is best at the 4. And and uh yeah. and so that that made it kind of difficult. His, and yeah, that's What was asked him in his role kept changing, which is very hard to do uh, as a yeah. young player to have those adjustments when you're also trying to figure out your game. And also then Luke trying to play him at five. Yeah. But like, I think Dinwiddie on multiple occasions, taking side swipes at successful role players to me. And I don't know Dinwiddie at all. Dinwiddie at all. Like no relationship, no conversation with him uh, at all. Yeah, I've never met him either. Um, But that to me kind of highlights why, he is a very talented player, but hasn't lent himself to a ton of winning. You know, he had the one run with Dallas where they got to the Western Conference Finals, 
But outside of that, a cute little thing in 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 Brooklyn with D'Lo, the team that they blew yeah, up, that, but, the one that was a, that attracted uh, KD yeah. and Kyrie. The one, they but they, the but they like they. I don't think they even won a series, right? No, they um, were a shocking eight seed and got the doors blown off them in the first round. Yeah, and then you know, but I, mean, I think that's I think like Mil- I think Milwaukee beat them like. 78 games to none that's that's pretty much Dinwiddie's career right like he's on you know but he's on if if a team overachieves and they make the playoffs they're usually out of it and then if he plays with Luca and that team is really well constructed around him and Jalen Brunson is on a contract that is an immense uh discount then yeah like that is a team that that he can be on that goes out and and gets to the Western Conference uh finals but like to me, it appears with his outlook towards role players that he doesn't quite get where he actually fits within the confines of the league. I think that's fair. I mean, I that's been a criticism of Kuz, too, which is what he's picking at. But yeah. I think that's fair, although he did say, I mean, I listened to some of the clips, and he did say, like, you know, like, I can he- be this... I don't, he said, I can, I don't, he said, I think I can be the second best player on a very good team. I don't think he said championship team because he would have yeah. just been straight wrong. Um, yeah. But I do think he did say, um, like he gave himself he quite a bit of credit for the, for the Dallas thing. And he, I think he did said something about being one B maybe on. Yeah. I think he said, I, I can be one B on a very good team and number two on a championship team. Like, I don't know about that brother, but, um, yeah. No. And he's like, look at look at what me and Mikael Bridges are doing. Okay, brother. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I mean, he is, in my opinion, where he slots in is like he's a good starter, or he's you know he's an above average, maybe good starter, and I think he can be a starter on a very good team, maybe a championship team, but he's going to have to be the fourth or fifth guy. I think he has to be a really good bench player on a championship team like i mean he's I think definitely good enough to do that he's definitely six, be, he's definitely good enough to be the sixth man on a championship yeah team. like that's that's i think that's be, that's his best role it's kind of like Schroeder, and, and like i don't mean that again you're playing a pivotal role on the peak of the sport like that that to me isn't a knock you know and that and that's kind of what i mean when i talk about like this outlook towards role players where he's taking a shot at rick fox who the Lakers don't go on a three-peat without Rick Fox. Like, he was hugely important for what that team did. And kind of sort of ahead of his time when we consider, like, role players. We didn't think of 3-and-D role players but I, um, much. I think, and it turns out they're important. I think I think his point, I think the point that he is maybe um, indelicately making is there were the thoughts about Rick, because Rick was, like, into acting and all this other stuff, that he was into LA and being Hollywood mm-hmm. and being famous and being which you can do if you're a part of a championship winning team and being a beautiful light skinned man in, in Los Angeles. <laughs> also like a shout out. Um, so yeah. I think the point he was trying to make is like all this stuff kind of happened like around you because you were so interested on like your, your fame, uh, your fame overstates your role because you were an LA guy and, into all this kind of other yeah. stuff. Um, and but by the way, good for them. Who's the one you earn, you earn that by being doing a bunch of other stuff that he's interested in. And he, he has, has used his fame and his light skinnedness and his looks and all of that for whatever. And I like use everything you got. So 
I'm with it. I never saw, even when he was with the Lakers, I never, like, Kuz's Hollywood a little bit, yeah. But yeah. I personally never saw that. It deter from, like, his main from, focus. Take away from basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have seen that from guys, but I never saw that with Kuz. And Kuz was the one who was most obvious about, or most honest, maybe, about being out there and doing all these other things and yeah. celebrating the fact that he's in LA and he has these opportunities and all of his other interests. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like he didn't pick on LeBron, right? Like Dinwiddie didn't go after LeBron when there was all the thoughts like LeBron's only playing for the yeah. Lakers because he wants to make movies and, you know, have business deals. And, and KD only went to the Warriors because of what it could mean in Silicon Valley for investments and all that. Like he's not picking on those guys. Yeah. So well, I never, I never saw it affect who's on the court. Also, like if I, I just find it weird for somebody who clearly has interests outside of basketball to knock interests outside of basketball. Like the whole Bitcoin thing was all him, you know, like I, I, if you're good and you're, and you're really good at keeping the main thing, the main thing. And if the main thing continues to be good and you're productive at that, then I don't care what else you do. I know like, I that doesn't, either. it doesn't. And, and so it was like less. weird to me that, that he seemingly would with guys who won championships but that's it's because it's low-hanging fruit yeah that is that is the thing right like if you i was talking with somebody about not this the other day but about uh a friend of mine has a has a, a nine-year-old who gets like picked on at school and they mm-hmm. will pick on you about something and then because that's like the thing that works. That's the thing that you can get picked on about. And if you yeah. change that, like, oh, look how this person dresses. Okay, you change how you dress. That's not going to change anything. They're still going to pick no. on. They'll find the next thing, right? They'll pick right. on whatever works. And that is the obvious thing to pick on Kuz about, right? You're not going to yeah. pick on him about basketball because he's better than Dinwiddie. And yeah. he won a championship, right? So it's not going to be really be about basketball. It has to be the thing that, like, we think Kuz is Hollywood and look at the pink turtleneck he wore that looked like it was made for a giraffe and like yeah. like you just find the thing and that's yeah. the thing to pick on coups about all right last thing on this do you think uh do you think the net should be down o2 as their series starts because he took those two l's yes yeah i mean it's did. not gonna matter because they're gonna get swept anyway no well we need we need more games on NBA TV. Why do you want to take a couple NBA TV <laughs> games away? The, the Pacers aren't in the playoffs now, so we need NBA yeah. TV games. The Jazz aren't in the playoffs. We need NBA TV games. Yeah, the Nets are like the like this version of the Nets is like the perfect NBA TV team. All right, the that Hawks, is going to the Hawks would be if they weren't playing the Celtics. Yeah, because yeah. I'll I'll get you like a Hawks Pacers <laughs> NBA oh, TV yeah. game. <laughs> That used to be the four or five seed in the in the in the Eastern Conference was always on NBA TV. Uh-huh. All right, that is going to do it here for this episode. This is part one of this two part conversation that we're going to have. This was the basketball part of it. Now we're going to have the human part of it over on on Substack. So subscribe over there. And until the next time we talk to you, which is going to be, I think, as of right now, the plan is for me and somebody. I'm not going to give away the guest, but somebody to talk essentially right after game one. So uh, look forward to that. There's a definite, there's a 
98% chance that per you have now given that person health problems and they're going to be unable <laughs> to join you. A headache. Nope. I didn't say, I didn't say who it was. So we're good. We're good. I, right. It's as soon as I mention somebody's name that that person gets a headache, but no. well, I don't I don't need this voodoo in my life. So it won't be me. <laughs>